Welcome to Grenfell Stories, a series of podcasts commemorating the Grenfell fire tragedy in which 72 people lost their lives and many, many more were affected. My name is Craig Hanlon-Smith and I'm the North Kensington Centre Principal of Morley College, London. The community of North Kensington is as vivacious as it is diverse with a rich cultural, political and social history. And it is this idea of community that we will be focusing upon in these podcast interviews with community members past, present and future. We aim to celebrate the community and indeed to look to the future and to look forward with hope. Today I'm talking to Taishan Hayden-Smith. Taishan is a 23-year-old North Kensington resident has always lived in the Latimer, Labrick Grove area, and has a keen interest in football. Uh, but in response to the Grenfell fire tragedy, actually began gardening. Uh, in his words, gardening up green spaces in and around the Grenfell area. And he's now set up his own non-for-profit company to encourage and inspire young people to get involved in gardening. Tayshan, welcome. Thank you. Hi. Um, so... Really, we're looking at some good that has come out, out of this tragic event in terms of what you're now setting up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your um, your company first, your new not-for-profit company? Yeah, sure. So um, we're called, well, this is a very recent setup, and uh, we're called Grow to Know. Um, and so it, hopefully um, we're hoping to resonate with a, a younger audience, which is typically not the audience of uh, the gardening scene um so for me i've kind of taken um a situation which happened quite naturally quite organically um there was no project there was no company there was no idea behind it um and i kind of felt felt inspired and almost like there was a duty um to kind of you know make an impact to make a positive impact through the experiences in which weren't so positive so it came from a quite a you know a painful time um, for the community. So um, I just really want to inspire fellow young people because I'm holding on to that young person status until... You're so young, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I think until I turn 25, I'm a young person. <laughs> so um, yeah, um, I just want to kind of inspire and empire, empower young people through um, horticulture, so gardening um, and anything nature. So uh, whilst also impacting them as individuals and as communities, I think... Um, I can have a really positive impact on the world uh, and the environment. And I think that's an important issue. Um, and they kind of all go hand in hand. Um, so, yeah, that's what the company's about. It's called Grow to Know CIC. We will remember that, Grow to Know. Um, obviously, this is inspired by the idea of, of community. And you're talking about the development of this company and, and inspiring young people in, in looking at their environment and making their, their their physical environment better than it than it maybe currently is. Talk to us about the, the the few days after the tragedy and how how this started. What why why you began just greening up these spaces? Talk us through that. Sure. Um, so obviously, when Grenfell happened, it completely shook this community, and and I had friends that lived there. And Grenfell was a space, a pivotal space in my. My younger days, when, when I say younger days, maybe <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, there was a football pitch below Grenfell and, and all my mates lived in Grenfell and we would play football underneath Grenfell. And, and I think before they built this, the school there that you were quite able to just freely walk under Grenfell. Um, so I spent 
my my a lot of my time either in or around Grenfell, and and obviously that stood. Uh, I kind of was I lived at the foot of Grenfell, um, the tower itself, and so it was very very influential in my my childhood, um, and obviously to see you know what had happened and 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 so much loss and people that I knew that I'd lost and it was wasn't it, you know whether I knew them or not you know it was their community members they're my neighbours they're people that we we would walk past in the street and say hi to and you'd get a smile back and and I think to to kind of witness and experience so much loss at the same time in such a circumstance that could have been avoided I think after that happening you, you don't really know where to go from you know you don't really prepare yourself for, for things like that there's no there's no handbook, there's no manual to, to, to responding to anything like that. And I think what I was just kind of almost like I was uh, attracted or, or pulled towards this, this garden space that was neglected and, and derelict. I mean, a lot of people did art and, and kind of collected together and unified through art. Um, I just started, you know, I started doing the art the first day and I thought this isn't really helping me. And I just saw this green space, and it was really, it was really um, neglected green space. Space. And the first day, I remember going in there, and we found like needles and knives, and we found, you know, unwanted items in there. Um, and I, we just started off by clearing it out, and then the uh, the, the massive the greening um, process happened. And I think it was just a really beautiful organic space to or organic um, process that happened. I think there was a few of us to start off with, so it was myself my partner and a few other community members. And then it just grew and grew and grew. I think people would walk past. I think everyone just came to a halt, a halt at that time. And it would just be a matter of people walking past and whether they wanted to share a conversation about the space or share a conversation about how they're feeling. They might lend five minutes. They might come in for an hour. They might take my number or my email and, and we stay in touch. And then next week they'd, they'd pop up and be like, oh, when are you doing the garden gardening? And they'd, they'd come and help. And I think kind of gardening brought, pulled down a lot of barriers um you know in when you're gardening in a space automatically conversation happens and, and i feel like there's a lot of weight lifted off your shoulders especially when you start communicating with people that have um you know share the same pain as you uh whilst you're you're doing something so um you know beautiful and therapeutic like gardening and was gardening something you were doing before no <laughs> so um i've always I mean, my mum unfortunately passed away last month, and and this that's even more of a motivation for me to to inspire and educate because my mum really installed um, this sense of empowerment through nature throughout my life. So a lot of my um, childhood, like no matter what happened, there was always you know nature installed at, at the forefront of that. Whether it's about cooking, whether it's about healthy living, whether it's about a moment in my life that happened. But, you know, my mum would always, my mum was a reflective person, always taught me, you know, we should always go back to nature and we should always embrace um, the world that we live in. And, and I think that's really something that stuck with me. Um, and I think just naturally, as I said, before um, Grenfell happened, there was no, there was no gardening. I mean, I have to say when I was, I think 10 years old, my mum told me, and we still have this banana tree. I, there was like a school fair so I went to a school called Fox and and we did some affairs and um I remember my brothers came back with like action men or whatever they came back with toys and I came back home with a banana tree <laughs> and I think that that's quite reflective of um how I felt towards nature from at a very young age and I think it just really came out in a time where I needed to 
you know, find a place of peace and within myself and, and outwardly. And you talked um, briefly about when you were starting the gardening, it was a place of therapy for other people. How, how much did actually that process of gardening help you? Personally, I think it, it completely redirected my pain and my anger. Um, I'd find myself in moments alone where I, I just couldn't cope with, with the thought of even what had happened. I didn't want to accept what had happened. I think gardening itself um, and being engaged in so, something that's so positive and so beneficial to, to not only my, my, my own mental health, my physical health and the environment. I think physic, you know, if you look visually, if you look at a garden that uh, looks really beautiful, I think it really does uplift your, your mood and your, 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 the way you are. Um, and so for me personally, it really did, um, you know, uplift me, um, kind of keeping busy, um, engaging with something that's really positive. And I, and I knew personally, I knew that, um, you know, I, I felt I was doing something really positive in, in trying to engage with other people. I think I've always been someone who, want to, who wanted to create an impact and, and a difference. Even bef before Grenfell, I think uh, it was reflective in a lot of things that I used to do. I, I was a very sharing and caring person. And I think um, when it came to the, the gardening stuff that I, I did, I think I wanted to, I felt really bad because there wasn't much I could do for other people. I, I mean, I was focused on myself and trying to help myself, but I was trying to figure out ways, how can I help my neighbours? And I felt like gardening was a really beautiful way of doing that. So when, when you first started doing this gardening and it, it, was, it was kind of for you, when did you realise that this was benefiting other people? How did other people communicate to you that this was as important to them as it was for you? I think it was pretty soon, pretty short after starting it as a kind of a free person group who were doing it I think it caught traction very quickly because I think a lot of media came around and a lot of people from outside the area came around and it's funny because a lot of them felt um not a lot of them felt the need to, to support you know growing this green space people from far and wide came and, and helped as well as people in the community so there was there was this this kind of strong I wouldn't say structure there was a strong group of people who would consistently turn up at whatever time we were turning up you know we'd we'd be gardening like in the middle of the night midnight 1am 2am and I think it was a really beautiful vibe because we'd have a, a group of gardeners in the garden space you'd have some musicians playing some jazz music just uh, in front of, of the garden and you'd have artists doing art just on the other side and this is all at Maxilla and um, I think one thing I can say about gardening is that it's a very neutral um, thing to do. There's no, you, you can't really politicize gardening. You can't really, um, you know, put a twist it in, in a way that suits your own agenda. And I think that's what made it really beautiful because everyone and anyone could get involved and they wouldn't feel any type of way about being involved. It really did break down those barriers because at, at the time you can imagine you know, as a community, as me personally, I was really sensitive to hearing certain things. And I think gardening really takes away that the, the opportunity for um, any kind of destruction or any conflicts in that sense. And so. how has that developed, that green space that you were working on, how has that developed over time? Because obviously you're reflecting on, on the first few days after the tragedy. How has it developed over the, over the last three three years? Are there, are there now more green spaces in, in the area that you've been working on? Yeah. So there's so since then, I think we've had an, an impact on five five spaces in the, in the North Kensington community. And if you, you well, if you you'll know Kensington as to be a really precious area when it comes to, to land and space. 
and you know how expensive land is and how precious it is how precious it is to to people who 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 see it as a profitable um opportunity want to build and I think, exactly, yeah yeah and i think for for me it's really important to create awareness of of our own space you know really um i think it became quite a empowering moment when i realized okay well we can do something really positive whilst reclaiming back land that is potentially well was community land previously and is now not necessarily going in that direction i think it's really powerful when you can create awareness to that so for example there's a space in Acklam, um which we did a really cool project with with community members we completely cleared it it's been derelict and, and neglected for 10 years and um or 10 plus years and i think the council tried to do something with it and and there's this really keen group of gardening counts got this gardening group in the council who, who i think they did like a wildflower meadow which looked really nice but then i think they they weren't able to engage with it as much as they wanted to because they were limited um due to the council saying they wanted to build on it imminently now imminently doesn't really give you a time frame and what that means so there was a space there massive space that was being unused um uh, and, and could have been used for a positive, um, you know, positive um, project or something, a scheme or or just a space that people could use. And um, I think for me, it's whether or not we had six months in that space, whether we started doing something there and we got shut down after six months, we're then creating awareness of that space actually being there. People would otherwise just walk past it and not even realize, oh, that's that's a green space there. We could, you know, we could do some positive stuff in there. So I think. The impact of actually people seeing us in that space and and clearing it and and turning it into something that's really beautiful and something that's actually functional to the community and something that can be of benefit to this community. I think it's there's power in that, whether or not people looking in even want to get involved because people did get involved, but there's a lots of there's lots of eyes on that space as well. And it's like actually when people do then build on that space, people are going to be like, okay, well, what's going on with this space now? Because You've created an awareness that wasn't there before, uh, if that makes sense. Not to say that I'm, you know, the, the space itself is going to change the, the minds of the people building on it, but you know, there's there's subtle um, subtle differences in that sense where, like, okay, well, there's there's ten community members now growing spinach and and vegetables on there. You're now taking that away from them. So where can we do this? And um, or what is going on with that space now? Is there any um, are you working with the residents and the community members to continue that um, sense of empowerment through nature? And I guess if you're showing the space some love, it's a little bit, it's a bit trickier, isn't it, to then come in with a bulldozer and just and just take it away as you're describing. Yeah, exactly. And and like, don't get me wrong, like I, I understand. Like, I, I'm just one person, you know, in, in North Kensington, you know, trying to push that that the green spaces out there. But at the same time, I feel like there needs to be balance because, um, especially living in in basically central London, West London, central London. Um, I mean, space is really limited. And I think especially, you know, with the coronavirus pandem pandemic going on, I think more now more than ever, we need to really be aware of um, our mental health and how we can uh, improve that and how we, how we can be aware of that. And I think nature is an amazing therapy. Um, and I think, you know, with less and less spaces, it's becoming harder and harder for people, especially with kids, <laughs> to... Um, to um, you know, engage with nature and 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 reap the benefits and rewards of of being with in 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 nature itself. And you, you mentioned the, the coronavirus, the, the situation that we now all find ourselves collectively in. Your work started following the Grenfell tragedy. 
Um, how far have you noticed this support people in, in the current situation, in the current COVID-19 lockdown? I think as a general concept, I mean, the green spaces that were created um, have been used over the last three years, regardless of any anything that's been going on. The benefits are, are emphasised even more so now when, you know, you're asked to stay indoors 20, basically 90% of the, of the time. And I think that, that time when you do go outside, I think it's really important to to engage with with something that you know really does benefit you as a person, such as gardening, and I think you know the limitations on the guidelines, and I think things are becoming a bit less restrictive now. But I think in the in the, in the kind of at the kind of height of the pandemic, when everyone was told to literally don't have any contact with anyone, I think that's a really hard thing to do. And I think nature can be your friend. Nature can um, guide you through tough times, like it did after Grenfell, like it like it has done through this. This pandemic, and I think, you know, even even if it's growing a fruit or, or a vegetable from, you know, it's, it's like a little pro- project. You're not harming anyone if it goes wrong. Um, so I think it's important to, to really be in touch with nature, especially in times of of hardship and 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 like like this this pandemic that we're going through. You sort of answered my next question, I think, really, because I was I was going to say, how far is this really about the process rather than about the finished? product you know we're we looking for a beautiful garden people go and sit in or is the process of developing it just as important i think the process of de- developing it is the most important thing i think there's there's a not that it's a stereotype but i think gardens and this is this is where i'm trying to break the mold i think that the gardening industry or the gardening scene needs to be a bit more inclusive well definitely needs to be inclusive um more inclusive because there's no one that i've been able to look up to as uh, a mixed race young man from North Kensington, and I think that that's where things need to change. Um, uh, you know, we're so used to seeing gardening shows on TV where it's all about the end product and it's all about this really structured, regimented garden. That um, you know, it bores me hearing you know <laughs> an hour worth of them talking about these things. I think gardening can be made to be something that's really cool and really engaging and so beneficial to especially young people and especially people you know, that wouldn't necessarily get the opportunity due to, the, due to the area that they live in or due to their circumstances. I mean, someone living in a block of flats that have 70 floors or however many floors it has, 20 floors on it, um, what garden space are they going to use? You know, what, what, where are they going to go? So I think we just need to create that conversation to start off with. And I think we need to start engaging with people that are vulnerable or the people that are more vulnerable because there are real benefits to, to engaging with nature. And I feel like it's a space that's not really been touched before. I feel like there needs to be more done. I mean, even if you look abroad, um, learning about nature and, and, and engaging with nature is compulsory in some schools. I think in Holland they do that. It's compulsory. And um, yeah, I think there's, there's enough argument to say, actually, we need to start doing more to benefit community members and benefit the community in itself, the environment we live in. Because I feel, you know, if we're not, if we're not aware and we're not actively doing something to protect our space and protect the way that we're living. I think, you know, that, that's only something that's going to impact us in a bad way. So I think we need to start looking at ways to engage with nature um, for the benefit of our community. And on the subject of community, what, what have you learned that you didn't know before about community in, in, these, in these past three years? What did you think you've learned? I think my, well, personally, I think my approach to everything has, I've, I've tried to find a balance because when Grenfell, had happened, I was very, um, 
I've always been a really passionate person, really strong-willed, um, but um, I'm always very eager to just get things done. And I'm, I've started to understand the processes in which things are done in, in the proper way, um, which can be limiting at times. Um, but um, I think that in, if, if I want to engage with, you know, the masses, I think that I, you know, these processes are, are there to, to help me, you know, for safety and for, for guidelines. Um, because when, when this all started, as I said, it wasn't a project, it wasn't an idea, it wasn't a company. Um, it was literally us just expressing ourselves creatively through nature. That's all it was. And I think now that there's a, there's a big jump between doing that and then starting a company that, that aims to impact and empower and educate and inspire, uh, you know, masses of young people. And, and that's what we really aim to do. We really do aim to um, start that conversations, you know, plant the seed in the minds of these young people uh, um, to start engaging with nature and be aware of the environment that they're living in. So on the subject of young people, and, and not just young people, of course, adult learners, we're, we're coming to you from Morley College London in the North Kensington Centre on Warnington Road. What's your pitch to a college such as Morley, Morley College London, North Kensington Centre? How could, how could you get involved in inspiring young people, but using the college to do it as well? What, give me your pitch. Well, I think, you know, colleges and education places of education are amazing access points to you know people who want to learn and people who are willing to learn to engage with educating themselves and empowering themselves through knowledge and i think i mean from the the education system in itself i feel like we need to start redirecting what we're learning about i feel i feel that you know learning about horticulture and learning about nature these are things that are essential to uh, life itself and, and, and the way that we can progress as a, as a race, as a human race, as a world. Um, I think in terms of engaging, you know, with colleges, I think it's an amazing place where, um, for example, we could, you know, do workshops and, and do courses and, and, and really, um, really, what's, what's the word? Engage with, with people um, who are already willing to learn. I just think it's a matter of starting that conversation because for me personally, Gardening was never never a, a topic or a theme or a career um, before Grenfell. Even even after Grenfell, it was just something I was doing. It wasn't something I was even aware you could have a career in. I wasn't even aware that um, you know gardening is something you could do. You know, I didn't even know what a landscape landscaper was. And sure. I think just exposing and showcasing the many avenues that you could go down through. Um, through learning about horticulture, so doing something positive for yourself and doing something positive for the world, I think that that's where we we wanted to start off. I think um, for someone like Morley College um, would be an amazing platform to 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 do that. I with. agree, and I think what's inspiring listening to your story for me is I've worked at a number of colleges where they have had horticulture programs, but that's because they've got vast quantities of outside space, so they're on the edge of cities or they're in the country, and I think sometimes our city-based colleges are not using the spaces that they have on the on their doorstep in the way that in the way that you've described Tishan, it's been amazing to talk to you and to hear something so positive um come out of, of your response to the grandful tragedy thank you so very much for talking to us thank you for inviting me on in the pleasure. best wishes for your company grow to know thank you very much